Hi and welcome to another episode of Postgrad Space with me Valerie Othiambo. Now before we head to our segment for today, I am going to share with you five signs that you could actually be suffering from burnout just that you haven't realized it yet. And yes, I know it's something you might have never thought it existed. So number 1, you feel exhausted. Like you have no energy to do anything and you might experience disturbed sleep and some flu-like symptoms. So if you are that kind of person who bombards us with hashtags on insomnia, this could actually be a sign. Then you have difficulty concentrating, like your mind is zoning out most of the time. You also feel irritated and frustrated because you are often becoming self-critical. Places that were similar, you find yourself feeling overwhelmed. I mean the lights are too bright or it's too much noise. You don't you don't feel that place anymore. And finally, you feel detached from things that you used to love. And on this week's episode, I'm speaking to one who's actually adding schoolwork to her daily sessions and I just wanted to find out how she is coping with work, with school and her personal life, how is how it is all coming into place. Who can you define as gentrix? Well, I always find that question a bit difficult to answer because I believe that there are, there are many facets to a person. But in a nutshell, and for purposes of this um, podcast, my name is Gentrix, Gentrix Sonoma. I am a recent uh, law graduate, um, a student at the Kenya School of Law, and I also work as a research assistant and an editor. Is, is that something you wanted to, to do? Well, you were growing up or you just found yourself like, ah, yes, I'm a lawyer now. <laughs> no, not at all. I used to say I I will do anything but law, actually. <laughs> um, so how did I, you find yourself there? Many small, many small things happened in the course of uh, my high school education, especially towards the end. And mm-hmm. the fact is that I discovered I'm very clumsy. <laughs> and I had always been focused on, on the sciences. I thought maybe I'd um, be an engineer or, or a doctor. But I, and, and I did okay in them. Maybe I could have been one of those things. But I, mm-hmm. I, I, just, I, I thought maybe I might do okay, but I won't be the best at it. Okay. So that's how I started uh, turning my focus on the arts. And people did, did tell me that I'm very good at the arts. So I started thinking of, of things that are related to that. But the most significant thing that I would say that happened that made me uh, study law is that after high school, I wasn't sure about what I wanted to do. I still wasn't settled. I knew that uh, maybe related to history, or language and people-centered because I really like people as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I met a couple of lawyers that uh, talked to me and I got to know that law is not just about lying because that's what yeah. you're true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the more I understood about the law, the more I thought uh, this is something that I can do. And 
the power that it holds in in helping people. I talked to one lawyer who told me that law has actually humbled him. You know, we have this perception of of, of lawyers that they are supposed to be proud, cool, and pompous. But he told me, and he's a very high-ranking person, and told me law has humbled him because you get to see people at some pretty low points in their life, yeah. and that brings out a certain level of compassion in you. So, yeah, that's basically how I got here. Now, I know for us whose courses were not so difficult, we could get, like, a lot of free time. I don't know if you had that <laughs> for yourself or it was, like, a nine-to-five job. <laughs> it's funny I've never had it being described that way but I really felt like I was doing a 95 year right <laughs> but I, I I don't I don't like to think that it's more difficult mm-hmm. uh, I think that every university or tertiary course I think all yeah. of them have their, their unique challenges maybe for law is that you have a long you always have a a long reading list and there are many small details that need to be attention to. Uh, but yeah, it, it was challenging that way. And, um, but I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. You have mentioned that you are working while studying. And oh. I'm assuming you also have like a, a life to go about. <laughs> Maybe yeah. if I could ask you, what are some of your favorite wins when it comes to like a work-school balance uh, well it's a challenging thing to maneuver mm-hmm. uh, life balance so the first win i think is that i've been able to do it <laughs> yeah that is that for me i consider that a win in of itself and mm-hmm. i've been able to well i have worked since around first or second year when I started uh, interning at um, the publishing house that my university had. And mm-hmm. so one, one thing that happened is I was able, well, still uh, in my undergraduate, I was able to have a peer-reviewed uh, paper published. So that's another nice. one. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm graduating. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's to celebrate things that people take for granted. I don't take it yeah. for granted I was able to to do those things and and still uh, to to work at school and and uh, and graduate as well. Uh, yeah, there are many things I could speak about. I was able to do interesting internships as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think most notably being um, being able to work live and work in Argentina for around three months. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able also to uh, pursue a postgraduate uh, diploma uh, shortly after graduation. So there are many things. Uh, it, it feels odd to look back at them and, <laughs> and, and speak about them, but I, yeah. really, appreciate, I really appreciate what, what I've been able to do and mm-hmm. what... Um, it's not been a one-person effort. I've had a lot of support from, from my uh, family and friends and colleagues. But yeah, I really appreciate those things. 
you've said that like you started this journey in second year up to up to now have you ever experienced burnout in the process <laughs> oh yes yes several times actually um there is you know the way we speak of wins i think it's also really important to speak of times that you have failed and uh, there's a time i was actually uh i was i actually got really sick um mm. in undergrad and even after and the, the doctor at the time uh, i was placed for the first time ever in my life i was placed on um on bed rest that was the only medication I was given I was so shocked <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, I got sick and and that taught me to to be mindful of health pay health mm. as well and it sounds like such a cliche but it's true so yeah along the way that time I have I have um, gotten unwell physically mm. I think I would also say that I've also struggled mentally because it takes that when, when you're doing when you're doing so much and not to say that i do so much but uh when when you're when you're under a certain pressure which in this case is about work life balance it comes with a certain pressure and so i've also had times that i've been very low mentally and i've had to step back i i know we are living in a culture where we're told you really have to work hard uh the japanese call it just in time you must be there do you think we are being driven by let me call it like a guilt ridden performance you want to perform at work you want to perform in school and even in your life do you think we are driven by by guilt yeah, that's a very profound question yeah i've never mm. thought of it i've always uh, identified the pressure the societal and even internal pressure but i've never i've never placed guilt in that equation but i would say it's true it's true there's pressure and it's also and and there's also a guilt attached to it and it starts it starts when you're really young uh it starts it starts by when when a child is young and maybe that they're in school and then you ask them what position they were that's a very common question in Kenya have you noticed <laughs> yeah it's like it's like um just asking all, about the weather all it's, our parents are number one <laughs> yes and then all, of course all our parents are number one have the the pleasure or displeasure of having a parent who is actually number one and <laughs> <laughs> and my mother as well so yeah so uh but i think what we're talking about yeah the the kind of society that we are i don't know what it is about kenya specifically mm-hmm. i've also had nigerians talking about it and even statistically kenya and nigeria uh it, it that that two of the most um educated countries if you can call it that way statistically true so um yeah i think we have elevated elevated success and it it's an interesting conceptualization of success where success is already defined and so you come into this world with with a script already written out for you by by society and if you don't follow that 
escaped, then there are consequences attached. And I think that's the guilt that you speak about. Mm-hmm. So yes, I think I think society is very guilt driven. And another thing that attributes to that is comparison. Mm-hmm. Again, as I was saying with a child, is that is that when when the child is very young, uh, why can't you be like so and so? And it it continues, and I I believe it's embedded even in our mentality such that even as adults we will compare and compare with the other person, but also compare to the script that society has for us. So for example, by 22, 23, 24, you're supposed to have graduated. If, if you're not, there's a problem. Uh, by, by a certain age, you're supposed to be married. If you're not, there's a problem. You're supposed to have a car. So, and, and the list goes on and on and on. But I think mm-hmm. what we need to do and what I'm very proud of when it comes to our generation uh, is that we need to redefine success. We need to define success for ourselves. And um, not saying that it's luck, um, because I think our generation, we, we are really hard workers. But I think it's important for each one of us to come to a realization of what we want for our lives. It might not mm-hmm. be... I mean, as I said, I didn't know what I wanted to study. So it, it, it may not be that you need to have a plan from day one. But I think that you need to come to a realization of, you know, what, what your purpose uh, in this life is and what you want to do, what you're good at, what you enjoy, and try to try to compete with yourself, try to do yourself every day. And, and reach towards your goals, not the goals that other people set for you. I feel like not many people know if they have reached that point of burnout until they find themselves in hospital, like mm. yourself, at one point. Do you think this is a topic that people have come to embrace, like, right now, or it's it's something, uh, uh, this is not our problem, this is a white man's problem yeah i don't think we we have as much um exposure mm. so for example i i didn't know i didn't know that uh what i was doing was affecting me in that way as you said it's someone else's problem i never even mm. thought of it as white people's problem per se but i didn't mm. realize affect me as well so yeah I, okay, maybe it's made affect Valerie or maybe it's made affect me <laughs> but I never thought that I too can it get yeah. yeah mental exhaustion and things like that so the first thing is that they, there's no other than them not seeing um, a lot of people people accepting it and people talking about you know your mental health and things like that there's also a lot of ignorance around the matter touch that mm. uh, and there are, cla- there, there are stages to it so that people who think mental health is only about uh, being uh, really mentally ill and and being locked away in some institution and then yeah. that now like me who thought okay I recognize this but I don't think I'm affecting so <laughs> um, and the, you also don't know you don't know the type the different uh, types of issues that you might have so you don't know the symptoms of depression. You don't know what anxiety is. You don't mm. know what OCD is. Maybe you just care about it or you think it's just about people who like being clean, you know, things like that. So yeah. 
other than us being able to embrace and talk about it, we also need to be intentional about learning about it so that when you do need help, you're able to seek it or if you need uh, maybe to take time off or uh, talk to someone, you're able to do that. Because if you don't know, you won't know how to address it either. I'm assuming that when you felt burnt out, one area or one aspect of your life was affected. So uh, how do you find yourself present in your work, in your, in your life, and even at school when you needed to? Walking through balancing life and work at school, it's a daily process, it's a daily endeavor. You don't just yeah. wake up one day and, oh, I have figured it out, or I have made the decision that I'll be good at yeah. balancing life. It's, it's something that you have to do every day. For me, the, the day, I would say that good day is a day, um, just to be totally transparent. I don't think I get it back every day. The days, as you said, I think of maybe focusing more on one than the other. And for me, it yeah. tends to be more than school because I really enjoy what I do. Some, some of the maybe tools or skills that I might offer is, first of all, um, learn how to do it. I listen to a lot of podcasts or read articles that uh, talk about this kind of thing, talk about organization, uh, how to spend your time, time management skills, things like that. So I'm trying and have tried to get a lot of information, spoken to people Mm -hmm. who've done it before, I've spoken to uh, the people that I have at my disposal at work or at school or even at home, my friends. So yeah, getting information. Secondly, is applying that information. So, for example, uh, if I can put it practically, uh, in terms of time management, you only have 24 hours. <laughs> you have to really be, you have to be practical and realistic about what you can do in a day. Because if you don't, uh, then you become you don't do what you thought you would, and then you become frustrated, and it can affect you in other ways as well. So the first mm-hmm. thing I try to be very, very intentional about what I can do in a day yeah. and be honest with myself and honest with the people around me because it can also yeah. end up disappointing others when you say, I'll do X mm-hmm. by time and then you don't do it. Uh, so other than that, um, in terms of time management, I do try to place my day, especially yeah. now, now when it was easier when I was working in school, in, in, in mm-hmm. undergrad, I was working in school. And so I was there physically. I was at one place physically. But now I'm, I'm, I'm working and then I'm, I'm schooling elsewhere. So the first thing is I try to speak my day. Uh, and I have my classes in the morning. Thereafter, I, I try to read or do assignments. And then at around maybe five, I... I switched to I switched to school now with COVID, but before the switch would come earlier because I would physically need to go. So splitting your time is mm. advisable for me as well, so that you're not uh, jumping from one thing to other all the time. When I'm at school, I'm at school and focused on that. And I'm doing my work. I'm doing my work and I'm focused on that. I I pray a lot. <laughs> 
yeah. I have to take time to also make sure that I spiritually and, and mentally rooted. And that's where I also get my strength and and confidence from because you need you need a certain level of of faith to do something that mm. is done in the outsider. So I take yeah. time to, to just uh seek God and and um try to find meaning in what I'm doing as well. Uh mm. and lastly try to make time for your friends and family but for me I think that's something that's really suffering uh, right yeah. now. Maybe something I can add other than that is lately I've been trying to connect with my creative side of because life is about school. It's not just about uh, learning and working. So maybe if you're sporty, try and keep that uh, sport side to you. If, you, if you're someone who, mm-hmm. who likes um, socializing, try and keep that alive. So for me, creativity. If there's something that I have learned from today's episode is that we need to be practical and realistic in what we can do in a day because if we do not do it we will end up being frustrated or even burning out in the process i hope that even as we start a new week you will be able to make practical and realistic decisions in everything that you're doing and i also hope that you can share and review this podcast or even rate it in the process till next time guys bye